Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of State of the Art. I'm Ethan, founder of the podcast. And if you tuned in last week, you would have heard that it was Andrew Herm, longtime host's last episode. He's about to move and to take on fatherhood full steam. And so we wish him well and are excited for a new host, which is Gabriel Barcia Colombo, a.k.a. Gabe. He'll be taking over for season two. And for you longtime listeners, you may remember him from episode 48, The Art of Collecting Memories. It's a great one. If you didn't, you should check it out. To recap, for listeners who need a refresher, Gabe is a mixed media artist whose work incorporates video, sculpture, and installation art. He calls it video sculpture. And when he's not creating, Gabe is molding minds at NYU's Tisch School of the Arts. Incredible, incredible person. So without further ado, please help me welcome your new host, Gabe. So Gabe, happy Labor Day weekend. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm here in New York. It's uh, <laughs> kind of a rainy day today, but the rest of the weekend was nice. Yeah, well, I mean, that's good. I know I know the, the U.S. Open is going on this weekend and it was like pouring rain down there. Um, but anyways, we're not happy to have you. I mean, we you are taking over and hosting, so we are happy to have you you host, not just a guest. This will be your this will be like your last episode as a guest. So make the most of it. All right, great, sounds good. <laughs> um, but so there, look, it's been a year since you were last on, which is amazing. August eighteenth, so just over a year and two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to catch up on just what you've been up to and how you've been, and and then the latter part we can talk about uh, how you ended up as the next guest on State of the Art. How does that sound? Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, yeah, my, my year has been totally crazy this year, and I'm really excited about taking over as the host. Um, I've just been making tons of artwork and teaching and going to shows. And, uh, you know, I got really into augmented reality this year. So that was something that kind of took over my life for a little while, um, doing some residencies in, in AR. So that's something I'm excited about exploring more. Um, but yeah, just like a really busy, fun, productive time. That's well, that's great. And, and I want to come back to the AR. But, you know, since... Um... Since we last talked, you continue to create and exhibit work. Um, and I know you've like traveled, I follow you on Instagram, I think, to South Korea. What like what have you been presenting with that augmented reality sculpture descent that you did and, and how was it received? Yeah. So I made this series of uh AR sculptures called Descent. Um, and it's basically a series of tiny beds uh based on my childhood bed, uh, which is a crazy bed. Uh, <laughs> and uh when you look at these little beds through an app. Uh, you know, an iPad or an iPhone, uh, you see avatars of my friends living their lives out on these beds. So you actually see them falling asleep and you see them dreaming and then you see their dreams above them. So it's sort of like this living sculpture series. Um, these characters now kind of live forever on these beds. And I'm really playing with the idea that we live sort of multiple lives these days. Uh, we have our digital self and we have our physical self and maybe they're not the same character. Maybe we portray sort of different people on the internet or in real life. So that's something I'm super interested in. Um, and Descent is, you know, I scanned all my friends with 3D scanners. And now I have these sort of like tiny action figure versions of my friends that are living out their lives on these beds. Well, I want to hear more about how they feel about that. But is this, I'm, I know last time you were on, you were talking about doing something where you you projected your friends within jars and it was sort of like a hologram. Is this kind of an evolution of that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was a piece that I did, you know, started way back in like 2008, where I would capture all this video footage of my friends. And then I didn't know what to do with it. So, you know, it was like when Facebook was coming out and people were collecting media. So now that we're all sort of collectors of media, 
um, you know, what are we going to do with all this media once we, <laughs> maybe when we pass away or when, when like the, our iPhones, you know, disappear. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And back then I, my solution was to pro project the videos of my friends into glass jars, sort of like this collection of people in jars. Um, and this is sort of an updated version of that. So these people are not only just like my friends as 3D scans, but they also are programmed to kind of like have their own behaviors. Um, so they, they fall asleep at different times. They start ha having different dreams. Um, it's based on reality, but they kind of live on their own as this sort of augmented reality sculpture. That's wild. Why, why did you decide to put them in a bed <laughs> versus, versus on a couch or a table or a chair? Yeah, I've, I've, I don't know, you know, a, a while ago, I had this vision of a room filled with tiny beds. I don't know where it came from, but I was trying to go to sleep one night and I was like thinking of this room filled with empty, tiny beds. And it's kind of like a scary, disturbing thought, actually. <laughs> but it, then yeah. I, <laughs> then I like, I, I had that idea for a long time and I wanted to project onto the beds and I thought, okay, that would be fine, but it would seem kind of flat. And so when AR, you know, became more and more popular recently, I thought, oh, this is the perfect medium for this sculpture series because now you can sort of see them through the device, but then they're not there in real life. So you have both the physical objects of the beds, which are really cool looking. I mean, if I if I do say so myself, <laughs> I think they look pretty cool. They look they're 3D printed, even though they look like they're not. So they look like sheets, but they're uh, actually hard plastic, um, which also kind of plays into like the artificial nature of the the piece. Um, and then you know when you look at them through these devices, there's this whole other layer of uh, storytelling and artwork that happens, which is something that you know AR is really great for exploring. Yeah, yeah, and I encourage everyone to check it out. We'll we'll put a link to the to the app in the in the show notes. Um, how I mean, Korea, I've I've actually never been, but I you know from pictures I've seen and probably in movies um, that I've seen it in, it's just it's such a high tech space. I mean, how um, I mean, how was the scene in Korea? Did it surprise you at all, or specifically with art and tech? Yeah, it was great. So I went for um, it was an AR and VR uh, conference basically. Um, and they flew me out there to present this work and also do a talk about my work. Um, and they had just had a lot of interesting creators out there who were doing um, AR simulations and VR uh, sculpture series and all sorts of different pieces. I saw some really great work using VR controllers um, as like projectors, which I'd never seen before. Um, mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of really interesting people out there. And, they, and you know, South Korea is really trying to become sort of a leading epicenter of AR and VR. Um, so they're putting a lot of money into creation of content and just, you know, support a lot of artists out there. Um, so it's just, it was really fascinating. You know, and I'd never been either. And uh, it, it kind of opened up a whole bunch of different ideas to me, but I hopefully will keep exploring in my own work. Yeah, that's amazing. Was there any other pieces or artists there that really uh, stood out to you that felt changed the game or inspired you? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, really interesting work. Um, I went out with a, a friend of mine, Winslow Porter, who created this piece called Tree, um, which you may have seen before. It's a VR work where you uh, actually kind of become a tree. Um, and that, that piece is just really interesting. I finally got to try it <laughs> myself. Um, but yeah, just a lot of really interesting people doing uh, creative, you know, new things with VR, a lot of like external inputs. So a lot of people working with, you know, fans and smells and, and uh, things outside of the headsets that kind of impact your journey through a VR uh, scenario. Um, so yeah, I just, I, you know, there was actually one which was like a huge massage chair <laughs> that you sat wow. in and <laughs> had this like very, uh, crazy massage while you're watching VR. So yeah, people are experimenting with a lot of physical haptic feedback, which I thought was fascinating. And I hadn't seen a whole lot of that here. Um, so yeah, it was, that's, it was interesting. That's really, well. and, and where, I mean, where do you see artists in this space? coming from is it's you know would you say it's asia mostly or the u.s or all over i think it's all over now i mean i yeah. think like tools like unity and unreal the fact that you can download them and work with them for free to start off you know i think it just really expands the field um and you know you have people making games and art and 
uh, movies in these softwares now. So I think it's just a really interesting way to explore creativity on an interactive level. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So speaking of all over, you went from South Korea to Louisiana, which yeah. might be literally <laughs> on the opposite side, for a couple of weeks to teach a video mapping uh, course. How did you get connected with that opportunity? Uh, it's it's one of my favorite places to go. Um, you know, it's I work with the New Orleans uh, Arts Council, um, and they've been bringing me down there for five years now. Um, and they have a, a festival called Lunafet. Uh, that happens in December, which is a big outdoor video mapping festival. And it's just people from all over the place. Um, a lot of artists from Louisiana um, come and make giant video mapping pieces. They have a hall there called Gallier Hall, which is a, a big, you know, uh, historical hall. Um, and they project onto that. But they also have smaller installations throughout the, the street around that area in the uh, CBD, which is the central business district. Uh, of New Orleans. And so they brought me there to like go teach. So we actually did like a teaching tour this time uh, where we went to Baton Rouge and Shreveport also. So yeah, going from uh, South Korea to Shreveport was <laughs> like a, kind was... of the complete opposite places in some ways. Uh, but super interesting because people are doing the same kind of work everywhere now. So I thought that was really fascinating. And, and did it surprise you? I mean, the sort of uh, the art and tech scene in the South and that there were people down there as well as Seoul doing very similar things? Yeah, I mean, it you know, it both surprised me and it didn't. I think the, especially in New Orleans, because of Mardi Gras, there are so many people making interesting artworks all the time there. Um, you know, like I have a friend there who, yeah. who has a giant robotic arm that he works with, right? It's usually used to carve Mardi Gras floats, but he also uses it to make like, you know, cars for Burning Man and all sorts of other things. So he's, he's working with all this new tech and then video mapping down there is a huge thing. And they're really trying to become an epicenter for video mapping um, going forward. So yeah, this, and the students there create stuff that I would never think about sometimes. Like I had a student who was this woman uh, who made, you know, she she was actually the mother of another student and she decided to come to the video mapping lecture and she got really observe. Yeah, just to like hang out. But then she was also an artist. So she was like, oh, maybe I'll try and do something like this. And she ended up making like a holographic llama sculpture called Dial a Llama, where you could like phone, <laughs> you could call in. Oh my, yeah. <laughs> to a llama. She, she actually has a llama farm, so... Uh, you could call in this llama farm and a hologram of a llama would appear and you could have a conversation with the holographic llama. Uh, so like, I think that's amazing, you know, <laughs> and in New York, we don't have a lot of llama farms around. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I, don't, it. I don't see that that often out here. So speaking of Burning Man, today is the last day of Burning Man. Have you ever been? I have not. No, you know, I've, I've always wanted to go, but it always kind of, co you know, coincides with when I start teaching out here. So I feel like going to Burning Man right before I start teaching would be a, a terrible idea. But <laughs> have you been? I have not. And I get I get a lot of slack for it. And it's it's similar just, I don't know, between sort of weddings or family events and other things. It's just always, you know, I guess it is Labor Day weekend. So it's always been tough. But yeah, right. I can see with school starting this, you know, every year in the middle of the month, it would make it hard for you to go. Yeah, But exactly. the art there is amazing. Yeah, and I guess San Francisco is probably completely empty, right? It's like everybody yeah, <laughs> it's a great, great time to go to a restaurant that you can never get into. Yeah, definitely. So, so I heard now that you're working on a new piece that will be exhibited actually in San Francisco, um, mm -hmm. and going to read a cryptic description you penned, <laughs> which is today we experience art in museums through the lens of a smartphone. How does this change the way we look at and perceive a work of art? Maybe one day art will analyze, study, appreciate us in the same way. We snap a photo of Mona Lisa. Do machines understand humans as works of art? I'm making a new work and questioning how we look at art and how art looks at us. Wow. Tell, <laughs> tell, tell us more. I hope I, I was trying to put on my best, you know, yeah, voice there. Yeah, but, definitely. But like, <laughs> I appreciate it. 
Tell us more and like when can people uh, check this out? Yeah, so this is a new piece that I'm doing with Adobe. Um, it's for a festival called the Festival of the Impossible, um, which is a festival that's happening in San Francisco at the Chandran Gallery space in Union Square. Um, it's going to happen uh, September 23rd uh, through the 29th. I think it actually opens maybe on the 26th, actually, but I have to be down there installing it early. Um, and so it's a festival that it's exploring basically our relationship to machines in different ways. So there's a bunch of great artists involved in the show. Um, actually, Camila McGrain, who you had on State of the Art, uh, I believe yeah, it was last... like last week, right? Yeah. <laughs> she's going to be in the show too. She's I love her work. So um, she's one of the other artists. She's making a really fascinating piece. Um, Neil Mendoza is going to be there. Uh, Lucy McRae, a bunch of really great artists. Um, and so I'm really happy that they decided to include me. I think I was like really honored. Uh, but the piece is basically about how we look at art. Uh, so when we go to museums, you know, I went to the, the Louvre a couple of years ago and I went to go see the Mona Lisa as everybody does when they go to the Louvre. But now there's a line to see the Mona Lisa because everybody wants to take a photo of it, right? So it's like this huge queue of people just waiting to take a photo of the Mona Lisa. And so I'm really interested in, in how an artwork would look at us back. And it's not like those creepy haunted house uh, eye artworks <laughs> where there's like eyes behind the painting. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I was going to say that is because Mona Lisa looks like she's always looking at it. Right. You. Yeah. So it's not like that. But what I'm actually working with some AI um, and computer vision. So I'm creating these avatars, these sort of portraits of avatars that will look at you and decide if they like you. Um, and if they like you, they take a photo of you. Uh, so they are the artwork is taking photos of you, basically. And it, it judges you based on different characteristics. So. Um, it's really like a living artwork that will change and evolve over time as the, the taste of these avatars change too. So, um, it's, wow. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so, you know, I'm in the middle of making it right now. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to have like an artwork that kind of creates memories of its viewers. That's something, you know, memories are, are something that I look at in all of my work, how we kind of remember, uh, situations and people. So I'm, in this case, like you looking at the artwork, become a, will become a memory of the artwork itself. Wow. I'm excited. So when, how long will it go on for? So you said it starts the 26th, but it's up for just know. that. It's only up for like four, four days. Um, oh, I was looking at okay. my, my schedule here. Yeah. It's just a, and then, you know, they're hoping to tour it. So it might go at places outside of San Francisco too. Um, so the 26th through the 29th is I think open to the public. Um, so you can come check it out if you're in San Francisco and then, you know, it'll be shown in other places and I'll put up stuff on my social media too. So, um, you'll definitely be able to see it. Great. Well, very excited uh, to go see it as well. So we we talked uh, a year ago, or you and Andrew talked. Did you ever imagine you become the host? <laughs> I want to I want to transition. I think we caught yeah, up. Is there anything sure. else I should have asked? No, no. Anything, that's uh, it. anything else in the past year, personally, you want to share? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I had been working on a bunch. Of, this year was like just so many projects that are in all different pl you know places and working with a lot of interesting people. So I'm actually hoping that I could bring some of those people on the podcast and talk about their work too. You know, like it'd be great to have some people from New Orleans and uh, talk about Lunafet. And uh, I, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunities. So I, I'm super excited about it. Okay, well, let's so let's dive more into it. So, did you ever imagine you would be uh, be the next host of Stay There when we we connected a year ago? <laughs> no, I did not. Although you know, ever since I was a small boy, my dream was to host a podcast. So it's for no, no there was no podcast when I was a small boy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I I I did not know that at all. I had a great time on the podcast, although I was kind of thrown off at the end by the rapid fire questions, which I'm excited to do to other people now. Um, <laughs> yes, that was one of my questions. Are you gonna Are you gonna keep are you going to keep the tradition alive? Oh, definitely. Like yeah. 
I'm definitely going to keep that tradition alive. Um, and, you know, I'm just excited to talk to interesting artists and people in the in the gallery world, people that are working with new technology and maybe some people that work in conservation at museums to think about how we're actually, you know, going to keep this work around for a long time. Um, so I'm, I'm psyched about it. Um, and, you know, I'm hopefully going to travel to some other places and do some episodes from, you know, around the world. That'd be one of my goals with this, too. Um, and that that would be amazing. I w- so we covered a lot there, I guess. So let's talk about that. I mean, what what are um, like, where can people expect for you to take the podcast or, you know, what ways do you think you might change it? And um, yeah. And, and then I want to talk more about who the guests are that you're interested to uh, to bring on. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to change it too much. So hopefully people that enjoy the format of the podcast right now uh, will continue to enjoy it. Um, and, you know, I'm just really interested in how we can think about, you know, even more listener interaction, which is always tricky to do with the podcast because obviously we're not doing it live, like you're not hearing it live. Um, but, you know, maybe we can think about how to submit questions ahead of time for guests, um, you know, maybe bring some listeners even on the podcast too would be great. Um, and just to kind of explore some experimentation with the podcast, you know, I'm going to bring some people in who work with technology and music, maybe have them do some live songs on the podcast, um, some performances, maybe we can do some audio art, you know, there's a lot of interesting things to experiment with, with sound. And, um, since this is a podcast about art and technology, it's kind of a perfect format to get a little experimental, you know, maybe I I was talking with, uh, Vanessa about, (laughs) you know, one of the producers of the podcast, uh, about doing, maybe we could like interview an AI at some point like maybe we can yes we can can get like excited (laughs) yeah just like let's let's get make it weird but let's make it interesting and um have a variety of guests and you know if you have an idea for a guest that you'd like to be in the podcast maybe we can you know you can email it in and um i think there's just a lot of opportunities for experimentation that's what i want to take it and it's sort of an experimental angle but still you know um interesting people having interesting conversations that's the idea yeah, well, well, I'm excited. I mean, this is one of the reasons why, you know, we are excited to bring you on because it, it is, um, you know, after Herman's with us for a year, like it is great to, to sort of experiment and change and evolve and, and, and try new things. So it's, it's amazing. Obviously, this is why we were so excited to have you be the host to bring these ideas and openness to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me. What, um, what do you think will be the most challenging part of, of being a, a host uh well probably finding a quiet place to record in new york is going to be a little tricky Uh, (laughs) so hopefully you don't hear too many sounds right now of the wildlife of new york um but also you know i think just um making sure that we i challenge myself to find interesting guests that uh week after week you know i think um just to find people that don't have a lot of representation maybe too to find voices that haven't been heard before and um to bring new people into into the podcast world and to bring people that are working with interesting new um forms of art or or controversial forms of art people who don't have a voice in other realms you know so i think that that is something that i'm challenging myself to do for sure yeah and that's i mean that was really one of the reasons why we started the podcast was to sort of get those voices and ideas and you know um movements whatever you want to call it that are happening kind of more in the peripheral or not not in the mainstream yeah so yeah and there's so much happening right now with the convergence of art and tech i mean there's 
you know, people are doing, people have lots of opinions on it, you know, whether it comes down to, are these like selfie palaces, museums or not, you know, are there, yeah. there's, so, there's just so much, it's just such on the forefront of people's thoughts. I mean, technology obviously is right. We use technology all the time on our phones and in our, it's impacted our lives in so many ways, but just in, in the art world, there's so many interesting discussions about it too. And that's something that I'm fascinated with. Just like how do people, um, you know, sell this kind of work? Do people sell this kind of work <laughs> or should they, you know? Um, yeah. uh, and how is it to be a, a new media artist in the world? Like, how do you survive or how do you market yourself? Or, you know, these are just things that I'm interested in personally. Um, so I'm going to bring some of my own personal interests in, but I'm also, you know, staying open to uh, lots of other interests as well. That's great. And you, you, you said so much and you kind of allude to it, but what do you think will be the most rewarding part of, of being a host? Um, I think just having interesting conversations and hope, hopefully sparking new ideas. Like I hope that somebody listens to this podcast and has an idea for an artwork and they go out and make it themselves. And that, that's, you know, as a teacher, that's something that I'm super interested in too. So it's just, I hope that there's some kind of inspiration. When I listen to podcasts, when I listen to this podcast, I, I'm like oh, blown away all the time by the people's ideas on it. And so that even sparks ideas, you know, for me in my own artwork. Um, so I'm hoping to do that for someone else. <laughs> if it happens, please let me know. Um, or, you know, or if you want to talk about ideas, even I'm pretty open. So, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm down to have conversations outside the podcast too. That's great. Well, it, it is, I know your energy and enthusiasm and all that that's going to make this great. So I, I'm excited. Um, and I'll, I'll definitely be thinking of ideas. But before I let you go, and we already brought it up, we have to end with our the tradition <laughs> no. of, a, of a rapid fire. Okay. <laughs> so, so to make it a little easier on you, yeah. I did I did two old questions and two new questions to see if see if they've changed. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Sounds right. good. So, first one is, what's the last movie you saw? The last movie I saw was, um, oh god, what did I just I just saw a movie recently. I saw a movie called Someone's uh, Someone Great on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> which is like a romantic comedy, <laughs> but I'm honestly answering. I watched it like two nights ago and it was totally fun to watch. So <laughs> uh, right. yeah, not Check having to do out. with technology whatsoever, but someone great. It was, it was a fun, uh, fun movie. Do you remember your question from last year? Uh, well, you asked about my guilty pleasure food well, no. we, we asked you the we asked you the movie song too it was jurassic world oh jurassic world right and i hated it at, at, at back then which yeah. I, I kind of still don't like it now but all right so yeah. the second question is from last year too which you just mentioned what's your guilty pleasure song my guilty pleasure song um i think last time i said like bon jovi or something <laughs> Which I was totally uh, nervous about afterwards for days after you aired that. I was like, oh, my God, Bon Jovi. Uh, now, you know, I I probably think my guilty, you know, the song that I play all the time, there's a song by Caro Caro Bonito called Flamingo, um, which I just like terrorize everybody around me with. It's a song about flamingos and why they're pink, which I will admit to you, I did not know. I don't know if you know this. I, I don't know if this is like a widely known fact. It must be. So I'll expose my ignorance here. But I did not know that flamingos are pink because they eat so much shrimp. <laughs> did you know that? No, I had no idea. You are you are what you eat. That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, listen to Flamingo by Caro Caro Bonito. It's definitely the song I put on all the time. And it's a crazy song um, yeah. about flamingos. Well, last year you actually I, you said a lot of things, and I think you said Taylor Swift or something. But then oh you were like, God. "Oh, but that's not guilty." And then you said like Paula Abdul was the one right. I think you said was your most. Okay, so the two new rapid fires yeah. this year are: um, if you could have one superpower, what would it be, and why? Uh, I think it would be the ability to uh, read people's minds is the thing that first popped in my mind, and then I thought that's a terrible idea because then you just terrible. Be, <laughs> it would be so yeah. terrible. 
Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, but that was what immediately popped into my mind because uh, I'm just curious about what people think about all the time. Like I would. Also, it's a terrible idea. Like if I was sitting on the subway and I could read everyone's mind on the subway, it would just be. I mean, this be is disturbed. Yeah, it'd be, but it would also be kind of interesting, you know. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, there you go. So if the last one is, and this would be, you could use your superpower with them is if you could have dinner with any one person living or, or, or deceased, hmm. who would it be? Why? Wow. That's, that is a tricky, that's, there's so many people I would answer for this. Um, I think the person that popped into my mind was, um, Renee Magritte for some reason, <laughs> the artist Renee Magritte, um, just because. I, I mean, I really love Magritte's work, obviously, but also, um, we, I feel like we've in some ways led, ha we have like similar backgrounds. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I, I, and I'd just be very curious to see how he was as a real person. So I guess that's one person. I, there's a lot of people that I'd really be interested in, in eating dinner with. Also, it'd be like, I wonder what a surrealist dinner would be like, you know? Um, yeah. so <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, who would you, uh, eat dinner with if you could eat dinner with one person? Do you have like a person ready? Uh, I don't have a person ready, but I would be, so I think if it was dead, one of the founding fathers, yeah. um, George Washington or Al Alexander Hamilton's probably would be the best storyteller. <laughs> so, so maybe him. Cause I just think that's one of the greatest sort of creations and startups of, you know, the, the history of, of, you know, well, the recent history for sure. And right. so I, the I'd ultimate startup. There. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that good. would be mine. Well, Thanks for, I mean, good job practicing. You know, I'm already, I'm over here blushing and sweating. <laughs> See? So you did a good job of it's, putting me on the hot seat. It's super stressful. But it is. And it's also fun. So Gabe, so excited to have you take over. Um, and, and really excited to see your show that's coming up later this month in San Francisco. Yeah, I'm excited to do it. And I, I can't wait to talk to everybody. And, um, like I said, send me an email if you have any ideas that you want to hear about in the podcast going forward. Um, and I'm going to start recording. So you'll hear me next week. Uh, what's your what's your email uh, or do you want to just put in the show notes yeah yeah i'll put it in the show notes for sure so okay. it'll be it'll be up there so you can it's easier than spelling anything out on the on the podcast so but yeah send me an email and um i look forward to it all right thanks gabe yeah thank you well that's it folks this is ethan signing out please remember to follow us on state of the art at twitter and instagram and subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. And as always, I know we ask, but it means a lot. If you would please review us, rate us, give us five stars. So it helps to find other listeners like you. It really makes a difference. And in the show notes, you can find all the information for Gabe, where to follow him on Twitter, his installation in San Francisco, his email for ideas. It's all going to be there. Thanks. And until next week.